Hello there, teacher friends, and welcome to episode number 18 of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, and I host this little show, hoping that it brings you at least a little boost of camaraderie and helps you get through the week. (laughs) Just consider me your anytime piano teacher friend. You know, last week we had a great time exploring the concept of how to end a lesson effectively. Today, we're going to swing that pendulum way back in the opposite direction, and we are going to chat about what you do before you start teaching for the day. I am calling this our music teacher warm-up. I feel like the concept and the benefit of warming up is pretty universally agreed upon, right? I mean, athletes, vocalists, and instrumentalists alike will likely agree that warming up is a pretty important thing, if not an essential thing. Of course, this is largely for our physical benefit, but there are also psychological and emotional benefits from these warm-up activities as well. So I'm thinking about things like focus, supporting our recall, empathy, alertness, all of those things. Well, my friends, what if I asked you if you have a warm-up routine for yourself, not strictly as a musician, but as a teacher? Be honest. How many times do you jump right into a lesson, particularly the first lesson of a longer block of teaching, and basically kind of warm up as you go? (laughs) For me, I know I can think back many years ago when I was teaching in a store environment, and I often found myself running through the studio doors just minutes or maybe even seconds before my lessons began. Um, Even more recently, since I've been teaching online for the last 11 months, I know that I'm guilty of logging into my online lesson platform while I'm still making coffee in the kitchen or doing last-minute dinner prep, and then I dash to my piano, like, just in time. (laughs) This, in and of itself, is not a bad thing. I do, like, know what I'm doing in a lesson, and it's not like I have that much setup required. I'm teaching great lessons either way. But, like many things I talk about in this space, quote-unquote good enough just doesn't quite cut it for me at the end of the day. I have to be better than that. So, imagine this. What if you committed to being in your studio space a full 20 or maybe even just 15 minutes ahead of the start of your first lesson. For some of you, I know this is nothing new, but for others, that probably feels impossible or maybe even just unnecessary. But hear me out, my friends. (laughs) What if you were able to enter your teaching hours having already played a few scales and a few passages from your student's repertoire? What if you had 60 seconds to stretch and practice proper breathing? What if you could read through last week's lesson notes so you are already reminded of what's coming up for you today? 
What if you could have a few extra minutes to tidy up your space and just ease the chaos in your mind a little bit? What if you could warm up your voice to prevent vocal fatigue from overspeaking? What if you could just soak up a few precious moments of silence and calm before having to make that mental shift into entertainment mode? (laughs) Does any of that sound appealing to you? I know it does to me. So let me be the first to confess that I have not always done this well. (laughs) In fact, I would argue I've been pretty lousy at it ever since having children of my own. But I'm coming around, my friends. (laughs) This is me recommitting. (laughs) I've been experimenting with having a goal to be in my studio 15 minutes prior to the start of my afternoon lesson stretches. So in my current situation, I am teaching for three hours every weeknight. This is, of course, in addition to morning and afternoon lesson blocks, but just in the name of setting reasonable goals, I'm trying to concentrate on those after-school hours for now. And besides, let's be honest, those are the ones that tend to drain us the most anyway, (laughs) right? (laughs) So if you are anything like me, There are many tasks I'm guilty of trying to squeeze in moments before a lesson begins, especially since I teach from home. So these are things like making coffee, getting my girls a snack, starting a load of laundry, finishing up my dinner prep, picking out a new book for a student that's coming that evening. The list goes on and on. But... Rather than rushing around trying to accomplish those things with a lesson starting any second, if I commit to being in my studio space for those 15 or so minutes ahead of time, I am able to mentally prepare and just get in the zone by the time I start meeting with students. What's funny is, you know, even though I'm tempted to think I need every last second before those lessons begin, I'm finding out that if I just set the rule that I'm in my studio 15 minutes prior, the other stuff somehow still gets done. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Here's what I believe in my heart of hearts. This time will make you a better teacher. There is something really cathartic about committing to being in my studio space for those 15 or whatever minutes. It calms me. And as someone who struggles with anxiety and perfectionism and a heap of other things you probably know a lot about, (laughs) this one simple practice helps set my day in motion in a much better place. I'm sure that we would all benefit from a different combination of agenda items during this time, but let me throw a few at you and you can see what sticks. The first thing that I commit to doing during these few minutes is actual warm-up time. (laughs) As musicians, we would never recommend sending our students into a competition or a performance without warming up at home or on site. Many of us if surprised by some kind of spontaneous opportunity to play, we'll often spout off some sort of disclaimer about how we're not warmed up. (laughs) Furthermore, as music teachers, you know, we believe that playing our instrument benefits us in untold ways. 
I know that I believe strongly in what science has told us about how, while listening to music is good for us, that the actual playing of a musical instrument lights the brain up like nothing else. Playing our instruments is a great way to awaken our senses, to start those endorphins flowing, and to get those neurons firing in fantastic ways. I tell my students this stuff all the time. Yet, how many days go by when I don't play the piano outside of a lesson at all? You know, it's that whole do as I say, not as I do thing. (laughs) And as a parent, I can tell you that doesn't work very well. So what if you commit to five minutes, it's not that long, my friends, (laughs) of technique work and visiting a few passages? I know that I'm always telling my students that five minutes at the piano is worlds better than zero minutes. So again, let's start practicing what we preach. (laughs) For me, while this time does help ensure that I am working in a small way to improve my own technique, The benefit is so much more mental and emotional. It feels good to connect with my instrument again. Personally, I love playing scales and journey exercises and Bach, but I know, you know, not all of you agree with that. (laughs) I also love just playing through some of my students' repertoire for the day, not because there's anything there I can't already play but because I almost always run across a passage where I think, hey, I forgot how tricky that can be, or, hmm, I wonder if Sally found that part to be challenging. You know, bottom line, 100%, I feel better teaching when I have actually played the piano in some intentional manner that day. So second, let's talk about stretches and breath. Regardless of whether you sit or stand while you teach, If you're wondering, I much prefer to stand, but teaching in any single position for any duration of time takes a toll on our bodies. Without talking specific exercises, because that would spiral us into a completely different episode, (laughs) let's just say part of your teacher warm-up time should definitely include some light stretches to help you feel better physically at the end of your day. The same thing goes for your breath. If you are not aware of the ridiculous amount of research surrounding how important breathing exercises are for our overall health, well, let's just say it's a lot. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a breathing episode sometime in the future. But for now, just try something really simple. Try breathing in for four slow counts. I'm talking a real actual, like, bottom of the rib cage expanding breath. (laughs) Four counts in, hold it for four slow counts, and then exhale, emptying yourself of all the air for four more slow counts. Four, four, four. It's really easy to remember, right? If you do that several times, you know, I can almost guarantee you that you will feel better. That's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to breathing exercises, but it's an easy, low-commitment way to incorporate a little bit of breath work into our teacher warm-up time. Third, in terms of actual teaching, you know, taking a few minutes to review your notes from last week can prove to be really beneficial. 
I personally keep a teacher reflection journal, which I talked about in episode number 15. And when I glance back at that previous week's notes, it really helps jog my memory. And sometimes I'll remember that I'd wanted to pull a specific book out for someone or that I needed to spend an extra few minutes reviewing a concept with so-and-so. And doing this ahead of the lesson is obviously preferable to being reminded of it in the middle of your time with that student. (laughs) Even something as simple as rereading the lesson plans you've created for that day, or even just looking down the list of student names you're going to be seeing, can be very helpful just to center yourself on exactly what that group of students is going to need most from you that day. By the way, my teacher reflection journal is available as a free print out. So just throw me an email at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com if you are interested in getting your hands on it. So because time always flies while we're having fun over here, here is the gist for today. Get your body in your studio for 15, 20, 30, whatever minutes ahead of a teaching block. I have no doubt that you will find something to do with your time. (laughs) We would all benefit from a few minutes of vocal warm-ups since, you know, we talk for a living. We would all benefit from a few minutes of improvisation at our instrument or sight reading or organizing one stack of sheet music (laughs) or reading a book that we can relate back to our teaching or seriously just sitting in quiet. Do not underestimate the power of that, my friends. What you choose to do with your teacher warm-up time is obviously up to you. The only things I'll tell you not to do is scroll any kind of social media during that time, and in general, just consider any email or other screen time very carefully. There is zero shame in any of those activities, I just don't see them helping your teacher warm-up time. One quick note before we wrap up today that obviously for me, my studio is in my house. This concept obviously can work for those who teach in a separate studio space as well, but it is notably harder for those of you who travel teach. By the way, I do not recommend going and sitting in your student's family room for 15 minutes ahead of the lesson. That would not be refreshing. (laughs) The thing is, if you heard any of these ideas today and immediately dismissed them thinking, that will never work, (laughs) well, I challenge you to change that mindset. Because instead of being adamant that things won't work for you, It's much better if you consider what you could do to better prepare your approach to your lessons. If you're a travel teacher, perhaps you do more of these things before you leave your house. Or maybe you incorporate some kind of mindful prep time into your commute. If you come up with a clever implementation, I would love to hear about it. So, before I send you off into another week of teaching, let us raise our imaginary or actual glasses and celebrate a toast to us. Music teacher friends of the world, today 
we commit to small steps toward better teaching. While the warm-up time we just talked about will likely have benefits for our students, it is so much more about investing in us and our own peace of mind. The music teaching life does not have to be one of hurry and last-minute preparations. In most cases, we can do things to help our future selves feel less down to the wire. <laughs> Cheers to you and to doing it better, my teacher friends. Hear, hear. Who is ready to get warmed up for their teaching time this week? <laughs> I would love to know how and what you end up incorporating into your teacher warm-up this week. So come hang out with me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm there at Beyond Measure Podcast. And you can also send me an email with any ideas or experiences. Just type that on out to beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. With that said, I will simply wish you a terrific week, and I'll hope to visit with you again next time. Thanks so much, my music teacher friends. <laughs>